0: Hello, I'm Howard, and welcome to the 1920 Review Podcast with the Sawhead All Three. We will look back at another Saint James's classic, which had the most beautiful of endings, like the Shawshank Redemption, but without the beach or parole violations. Anyway, got the big hitters in today. It is none other than Aislinn and Lloyd. Good morning, ASAN. How are you?
1: Morning, Howard. I'm in a fantastic mood, as you can well imagine. I'm yeah. full of Sunday spirit. Well you said yesterday, let's do this on the Sunday
0: and I thought if we'd lost that match it'd be like
2: It'd be on the Tuesday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like, Oh I'm sorry, I've got uh, technical problems today, so I can't do it. So but yeah. Uh the sooner the better, as it turns out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, looking forward to this. Lloyd, good morning.
2: Morning. Morning. You all right? Uh I'm I'm i st- I'm still kinda high off off last night, yesterday, to be honest. Um it's not usual we do a Sunday pod, is it?
0: No. It's not usual we get a last-minute winner, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Can't think. Sheffield United, the way. That was a bit earlier, but... Yeah, and they're shit as well, so... No, but I mean, they, I mean the, yeah, but the nature of it is like conceding equalising the 87th minute will go back up. Oh. And there's a Walker narrative with that as well. <laughs> in that game, wasn't there? he? Suddenly decided to uh, play football properly again, and we went on mm. and won. I can't think of any other late winners we've had this season. Anyway, it's been a while. It's been uh, a yeah, yeah, an emotion nice. I'd, I've not experienced enough of recently. So I'd rather be four 0 up going into the 90th minute, but still, for that moment, I think um, I'm glad in the end that it was uh, it was drawing at the time. So anyway, that's all to come. The happy ending. So. Let's talk football, shall we? Hey, uh, Sam. Going to start with you. Uh, team thoughts. Grealish has been ill during the week, which may have been the factor in this team selection. We don't know. Uh, so not many options again, really, was there? It? Picked itself, no. in a way.
1: No, it did pick itself. Um, no real surprises. No real controversies. Um, I didn't think Kev would start even after what Guardiola had said in his press conference. Um so yeah, no, team was absolutely fine for me. Yeah, Lloyd, you didn't want him to start, did you?
2: No, I just I just felt it was a bit of an unnecessary risk and that, you know, they've not been playing that well recently. And I think I think it was Steve that said it um on the Friday show which was spot on. I think Howe's created problems for himself actually by overplaying their kind of best eleven. Um, and it just felt like a game too soon for Kev to start. When with the break, I just thought we should use him from the bench, which is obviously what we did. But yeah, City's um, famous—you know, two players for every position. I mean, you know, the, the the eleven literally was the eleven that everyone expected it to be because of kind of availability issues, which with Pep is usually pretty unheard of so yeah we're you know we're we're not small squad strikes again, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean the only well Walker always starts so <laughs> it's, it's not even worth debating the the ifs, buts and maybes and you know Rico Lewis could have started but you just know Walker's gonna be on the on the pitch even despite uh, an interesting week off the pitch for him. Where more children than Boris Johnson by the looks of it. But he was always gonna start so he always does so uh ASAN. Nice quiet start to the match. That's what we wanted. Uh just ease yourself into the game. <laughs> you know, just uh mm. keep the ball, knock it about, nothing too controversial. Uh yeah. Not quite how it panned out, was it? I mean good. After after about after he limped off, I was like, "Oh my god, it's going to be one of those nights." <laughs> it's not going to be one of. You no, know, like Steve said, "Look, if we won our game on the Friday show, we could just do a nice two or three nil if we're on it." And to be honest, a lot of the performance could have edged towards that happening, but mm. with it, with seven minutes on the the clock, I was already stressed out of my brain completely. Uh, another non flag causes another injury to a city player. <sighs>
1: Has this got to stop? Or I mean, is it was just bad luck. It was particularly bad in so far as there's three lads who were a yard offside. It's not tight. It's not even in the same time zone as a tight offside. I think if you go back to the Stones one, it's a touch more forgivable because I think Guardiola even says it after the game that 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 one was pretty tight, and you can kind of see why. Mm. But look, I think I should start by saying in general i don't have a problem with the rule when the offsides are tight because that's how you've got to do it you've got to let the let the move play out and then if he's offside var will decide it but when it's just not tight at all it's the opposite of i mean just it's the opposite of good officiating in so far as that flag should just go up immediately because the fella's got eyes and he's looking down the line so he can see well one of those three is definitely offside, so I just put my flag up and he, he doesn't do that. And then Edison gets injured by Walker and, you know, the rest is is history. I mean, it just, yeah. yeah. It was a warning though. I mean, you know, it, it, the Edison injury aside, I think I back Ortega so much that I wasn't overly flustered when, when it became yeah. clear that Edison had to go off. Um, it was definitely a warning for us that, Well, that's how they're going to be dangerous. Um, And it's kind of frustrating that they do that so early because if the flag goes up and you don't have the ball in the back of the net and the collision and all the rest of it, I think psychologically it's different. I think it almost gives Newcastle a boost to get the ball in the back of the net, have the linesman not flag, have Walker have to make that sprint for Edison to land injured. It just... The whole thing is frustrating because it can be avoided if he flags. Weirdly
0: enough, he's, he managed to flag pretty quickly there after that linesman, uh, straight up every single time after that. So, uh, do we know what the injury is? I know he had a hole
1: in his leg. Is, is, it <laughs> that? is that not enough? It looks like he's got a bullet wound in his leg. You know nope, I mean? Is that what the injury is? <laughs> I mean,
0: he's not also done something else, like twisted it No, that's it, or... what it is. No, no, It is it that. Is. So, it yeah. shouldn't be a long-term issue
1: I don't know I don't know know, like it's got a bullet wound Hmm.
2: the 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 kind of collapse concerned me a bit when he gave the ball away it looked like his like knee kind of gave
1: way nah it's just pain Mm -hmm. I imagine I imagine when you've got you know what looks like a two three inch deep hole above your knee in your leg when you go and move that leg the pain (laughs) probably goes all the way down the leg even with the adrenaline and i think that's what's happened i think that he's thought i can play through this pain and then he's had to make one sprint and tackle and he's gone nah i'm out of here i mean is is it really clever
0: for ake to immediately pass back to him and hint that sorry i know he's using his right foot so he clearly knows he can't continue but that attempted pass that hit Armour 1 was <laughs> appalling, let's put it that way. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed weird that immediately, oh, he's just injured himself, let's pass it to him as uh, Newcastle players bear down on him. just seems like a weird way to test that injury for me. So, But hey, Ortega's a, a good backup. So, yeah, I think it was seven minutes on the clock and barely any football, Lloyd, but... After that, until of course you know those two goals. After that, I thought City were generally brilliant uh, for the next twenty twenty five minutes.
2: Yeah, I agree. I thought I thought we were so good, um, and even when you know even when we were two one down, it didn't feel like one of those games where there's no way we're going to come back because I just thought we were we were playing so well and. And Newcastle was still giving us quite a lot of space. So, yeah, you know, Foden was getting on the ball quite a lot in that kind of number 10 position in the pockets. Um, you know, he just held on to it a little too long a few times. But, no, I thought some of the kind of play in possession in that first half was was really good. Kovacic actually really came to the fore, I think, in this game and kind of helped us kind of get through Newcastle's press. Um so no, I was I was very very kind of impressed with with some of the play.
0: Nathan, hey, your thoughts? Did it feel? Did he feel pretty uh, optimistic watching that, that? game. I mean, obviously there was chances missed as well, so there was that feeling that we're going to regret this. But generally, the the, the level of play was very good. But as you mentioned with that, you know, the Edison incident, there was always that that danger they? that they just a ball over the top and that's how it would turn out later on in the half. But you must have been impressed with a lot of that football in the first half.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I think that you can kind of, you can, you can, in moments you can separate performances and results. And it was one of those moments for me where I just felt we were in total control of that half of football. I think there's chances before the goal Um, which we probably should have taken. Um, I thought more than anything, I I think one of the things that we've recovered in the last two months is the tempo and accuracy of our passing. I think when we weren't playing well, the thing that jumped out was just simple passes. And it's not really about whether the pass makes it to the intended player. It's about where is it? Is it a yard in front of him or a yard behind him? And and we're beginning to see now, or we have begun to see, that we've recovered the quality of our passing. So everybody's passing into the spaces that players can just step into. Um, I think slowly the back line are, in general, recovering their ability to pass the ball. Um, And I think similarly with the midfield, I think you're seeing much more patience from rodri and from kovacic in terms of going and playing football with the back four but then also picking their moments to punch a ball through the lines whether it be in phil or in bernardo um i thought actually bernardo and and phil's um positioning and movement in that first half was really lovely felt as though there was it was a really interesting shape with walker really high and really wide and bernardo almost playing like as if he was an inverted fullback who sort of stepping into midfield to help control the midfield. Um, I was just re- I, it was considering Saint James Park is one of the most difficult grounds to go to. I was really impressed with the football and I felt that we were worthy of that first goal when it came. That Bernardo chance, Lloyd. Should he have scored?
0: I would. I would categorise that as. Difficult chance for most players, bouncing ball. But for Bernardo, I'd probably expect him to score it because you know it's Bernardo Silver after all. So.
2: Yeah, it was kind of identical to that chance that City put out on their socials this week, which was that goal against. I think it was was it Birmingham in the cup, and then everyone replied. It was a COVID game, and everyone replied being like, "That game never happened." don't remember that <laughs> uh, but yeah it was the same kind of goal where he just that time he managed to get on top of it a little better whereas obviously this time it just went over the bar um, but he probably should have scored but those are a bit difficult when particularly when you're Bernardo's height um, he's trying to kind of hit down on it isn't he and he just mm. comes over the top of it um, but no uh, I mean can we talk about the finish? For the goal. Of course I mean, we oh, can. My, oh, my the, oh, my God. Oh, uh,
0: my God. So, just quickly, Lloyd, do you remember Sunji High's face after Macken had put a 4-3 up at Spurs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Phil Foden's face after this, <laughs> <laughs> What's
2: just happened? Yeah, that's take it face. away, Lloyd. Anyway, take it away. That's, yeah, that's my face. Um, oh, my God. It was just... The cleanest connection as well for that for that little flick because they you know players try them quite a lot, but the way that he he just arrives perfectly, and actually the angle from from the telly is is kind of amazing because it kind of the ball disappears for about half a second and suddenly it's in it's in the corner of the net you're like oh my god, um, just outrageous and I thought I thought given that. He was obviously you know, struggling post the illness, and I think that's probably why he went off in the second yeah. half, which was a bit because conf- it, it felt like, well, everyone I was sat with in the pub was like, oh, Kovacic is coming off here. Um, I thought he was so good, like Aysan said, getting into the pockets in the first half, just picking up the ball, cleaning possession, but that goal just, that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are only certain players that can do that, and Bernard is obviously one of them.